It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, friends, welcome to WrestleBuddy's GameSpot's wrestling podcast filled with wrestling friendship. And wrestling with friendship. Was that, a, I am, was that a friendship question mark? Yeah, no, no, no. It was a positive <laughs> exclamation friendship. point. Friendship. Friendship. I am your host, Matt Elfring. With me, as always, Dark Order member and a uh, man with great hair, Chris Hayner. Chris, hi. Join the Dark Order, Matt. Join DarkOrder.com. I know you said that because literally, as I signed on to Zoom, I was <laughs> brushing my hair. I so have good. a black, I'm holding it up right now. I have a black and hot pink hairbrush mm-hmm. that I keep at my desk to brush my hair with because it is the only kind of hairbrush I like. It's one of the kinds, Matt, where you have the obviously the brush teeth or whatever, but it's 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 got the the squishy middle instead mm-hmm. of so like when you put you can contour against your head. For people who have beautiful manes like myself. You it, I would call that the the Bret Hart hairbrush. It does it does look like um if they released okay. If they okay. released a Bret Hart action figure in like 96 that mm-hmm. had Barbie doll like black hair, this is the little tiny hairbrush that would have come with it because it is Bre- it is black and Bret Hart pink for sure. Yes. Um, it look it looks honestly, it looks like maybe a heel run Bret Hart set of tights. It's like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. It's mostly black with like hot pink highlights. This this, by the way, uh, for the people wondering how I take care of my hair, this is a Con Air hairbrush. Ooh. Use Con Air for I'm not gonna say that they're not no. sponsoring the show, but like listen, Con Air, if you're out there and you want to send me more hairbrushes, I am here. If you're wondering how I can take care of my bald head, I'm not this week by any chance. I use a skull shaver. It's true, Matt. You got some. You got some fuzz going on on the sides and back. Yeah, it looks bad. Nah, man. I think Uh, think it looks good. I use a skull shaver, um, handheld uh, electric shaver to shave my head, and and you can do it in the shower, which I like. Uh, Oh, like manscaped. Those are also good to use in the shower. I'm told. I, I've been told that, but I like the skull shaver. It's the, right. pit, the pit bull. It has a little pit bull picture on it. It's like, Rawr. wow. Do they? Do you shave a pit bull? Is that? A I thing? don't know. That's another episode. This week's episode, okay. we got some specialties coming up, Chris. There's a couple of uh, really nice specials on the mm. menu, tasty, and they'll fill you up. I would hope so. <laughs> I would hope so. If not, like, I'm sorry, but Matt and I are very busy human beings and we can only we can only do so much. So, you know what? Maybe get off our back. Yeah. Get off our back. I'm just going to say it. Get off our back. We're trying here. While we're at it, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Five stars or get off our back. Someone please review with Apple Podcast five stars or get off our back. Yeah, just just write like I feel like I'm being held hostage, five stars, but like why are they such bullies to me, the listener? 
If we had a if we had a T-shirt, five stars or get off our back would be a good one. Absolutely, Matt. There are a billion T-shirts we should have. Let's be. Honest. What's on the menu today, Wrestle Buddies? <laughs> oh, I thought you were asking me. Oh, also, I'm asking you. Uh, so this Sunday, August fifteenth, on the Stars with a Z Television Z. Network, mm -hmm. uh, a television program called Heels debuts. It is about uh, indie independent, an independent professional wrestling company in. In the South. It is deep it, in Georgia. It, it's heels with an S, not yes. with a Z. Which is confusing because stars is not stars with an S. It is stars with a Z. So writing news for that show has mm -hmm. been confusing it's for been me. It's been great. It's been wonderful. Actually, I love you know, uh, It's fine. Matt and I have seen, I think, somewhere between four and seven episodes of the show each. We have seven but like we've also been very busy and we're not I watching together because like Matt, yeah. honestly, these are reasons why I wish we shared an office so that like yes. we could just crash out on a couch together and watch heels together and just be like yelling and screaming like, oh, power bomb. <laughs> so, uh, power bomb. To tope con hio. Uh, tope suicida. <laughs> no, no, no. You have to scream it. Tope suicida. No, this is we live in Excalibur's world. You have to scream it, Matt. I can't scream it. Tope suicida. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, we go uh, ahead, Chris. Sorry. <laughs> so heel stars Alexander Ludwig from Vikings and Stephen Amell from Arrow. They play a couple of wrestle boys who are also uh, brothers, but like one's the and that one's the face, one's the heel, and they're essentially the faces slash front men of their families. Mm -hmm. tiny pro wrestling company and you see a lot of behind the scenes drama a lot of family drama a lot of in the ring drama and uh some fun wrestling honestly and some fun yes. characters and you're gonna see some fun wrestlers pop up in the show uh mm -hmm. you will see in the first few episodes cm punk as uh my favorite wrestler of all time yes. uh weird redneck who spits blood on people I guess like I like I don't I like it's just weird redneck character. Yes. Um, and then also but he's a family man. He is a family man. That's true. He is a family man. And just like every wrestler in the South, he has a valet, which is like I will say this something about he. Well, I first I want to note uh, another wrestler we will see pop up this season, which I haven't seen yet. Mick Foley is on the first season of Heels. I have not seen capacity. it yet either. Um, Something I like, we Matt, okay, let me first preface this by saying we will be joined in a little bit by Stephen Amell and Alexander Ludwig to talk about the show. I spoke with them earlier this week uh, about uh, wrestling and Amell getting back in the ring and training for the show, which sounds a lot worse than you probably think it was. It sounds painful because mm -hmm. like whether you're doing it for a fictionalized TV show or for a wrestling show, you're still throwing yourself at the floor. Yes. Good times. Uh, but before we get to that, Matt, let's, let's just talk a bit about what we think about the show. Cause like, I like it. Chris, I want to get the thing I hate about this show right out in the open. And I'm going to, I want to start oh, by saying gonna we're say not going to get into spoilers. Whole show. We're, we're not going to get into spoilers, like specific spoilers, like, we're going to have a broad general talk about the show, but I do want to state that the uh, opening intro 
just the intro as a whole for the, the opening show, credits. It's it's the worst. It is by far the worst. It does not make me want to watch this show at all. It looks like Smallville, but with a much slower song. Like if you threw some Remy Zero under this thing, like I'd be way more into it. I'd be like, somebody save me. I understand it's a family drama and really the show, it's a family drama that just happens in the world of wrestling. Yeah. But like, I don't need like the like single guitar, slow rock, like we're going to come together one day at a time. That's not the lyrics of the song, but it feels like that. Together for the good of our families. Uh, Here's some, here's some pictures of the main characters as kids getting along. Now they don't with arms wide open. It's, uh, no, 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 honestly, it's what's what's funny about the opening credits is I I mocked it by doing a Creed lyric. Creed is a harder rock than yes. the theme song to this show, which says something. But OK, let's just throw that right out. Let's just it's, get it's they, terrible. They can change that. Who cares? Let's talk about the show because, mm-hmm. Matt, the show is dope. Man, going into this and I'm like, okay, we got a wrestling TV show starring Stephen Amell. The trailers don't do the show justice. It's not, they're not great. Um, This was so good. And it takes a couple episodes. I think when Chris and I were talking about this as we're watching the screeners throughout the couple of weeks we had them, um, it took me, I think until about episode two or three to be like, oh man, like I am super all in because pilot episodes, let's be honest. Like like the pay per view like that Stephen yeah. Amell wrestled at, I get you. That I was I was there. I was at that. Oh, that's right. Uh, as a whole, pilot episodes tend to suck. I mean, we should just throw it out there because it's all set up. It's all exposition. It's very very tough to have a pilot episode that that wows you. Um, I mean, the first episode of I like I always default to the first episodes of the American Office which is just a rehash of the British office. Pilot, oh, it's terrible. And except done worse. And yes. then the pilot episode of Parks and Rec, which is not good at all. And Parks and Rec is one of my top five TV shows of all time. I say that the first episode of Breaking Bad is also not good. I would agree with that. Yeah, like it's a comedy. <laughs> essentially, the the job of a pilot episode is to g- tell you, give you an idea of what the show wants to be. But it's before they figured out what the show is going to be what and what i would say that works about heels is it doesn't it does a fine job setting up like this is the world these are the issues within the world um tonally it remains consistent through later episodes which i really really like there's a it's not a bad pilot but it's not one that gets me very excited by the show Like, like i said i think it took till episode two or three there's a moment where i'm like oh hell yes like this is what the show's going to be like i'm pumped for it what I like about it a lot, what I don't like about it a lot is there's there's some very hit and miss uh, Southern accent work going on. We'll yeah, say. yeah. Uh, but that's that's whatever. That's fine. What I like about the show is that it doesn't ignore the realities of pro wrestling that like, yes, the ending is predetermined. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's it's a it's a choreographed art piece. That's what's happening between these two people in the ring. However, what you also see in a weird way is the politics behind that, specifically when it comes to the two brothers, Alex, played by Alex and uh, Stephen, uh, 
they are both like this. Jack and Ace. This, yeah, Jack and Ace Spade. This small wrestling company, the Duff, the Duffy Wrestling League, set in Duffy, Georgia, is their family's heritage. It is their family's legacy. It was mm-hmm. their dad's thing. Now their dad is gone, and they are in charge. And so the two of them are constantly at odds with each other about who should be essentially the face of the family. And yes. like, and that that sort of spills over to their wrestling characters and how they want to be presented and how they think they should be the focus of the show. It's a like it. I just find it to be a really interesting little look into both pro wrestling as a performance art slash sport entertainment, um, Mm -hmm. but also just like what what goes on when the camera's not running, when you're not in front of the crowd, what goes on behind the curtain? And they super do not shy away from making like these people look bad when necessary, you know, giving you a realistic look like, yeah, this guy's a face when he's in the ring. But outside of the ring, like he's a horrible human being, you know, like you you get that. I mean, so realistically, the hero of the show is Jack Spade, played by Stephen Amell, who his mm-hmm. character is a heel character in yes. the ring. And he's sort of the one holding things together outside the ring. But what you also come to realize is that he's also not a good guy a lot of the time he is a flawed person his Mm. brother ace hero among heroes inside of the ring kind of a jerk outside of the ring but like scumbag but you also like the 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 show also like works hard to explain some of the reasons why like what built him to be the person he is now and Mm. then it does things that like honestly is probably some of the most important stuff that's happening in this show is characters like uh rooster yeah rooster who is an african-american man that like is dying to be given the chance to be the star and as we all know look we all love wrestling but we all know wrestling historically has not been kind to talent that isn't white yes it's just it's the reality of the situation and that And now compounding this with like, this is a show set deep in the South, like exploring that piece of the story. That is something, at least in the first four episodes, it starts to trickle into. And I'm really, truly hoping it goes even deeper as the episodes go on. Um, So, yeah, it's there. There's there's some really, really fun stuff being explored in the show. I haven't watched all the screeners that I have, but I think I've watched all but one or whatever. The rooster stuff gets fantastic. Like there's some really good stuff with rooster later on. There's awesome. There's so many. What I really enjoying is that. So this this status quo uh, normalcy is set up within episode one. Um, That is the only time you'll have normalcy within this show at all, within uh, family dynamics, within friendship dynamics, within in ring dynamics. Um, The show is great at expanding at what it starts in the pilot. Uh, Chris uh, Bauer's character, Wild Bill, is someone you kind of see in the beginning. He's like a Hulk Hogan who's no longer with the WWE, I think is the best way to explain him, who came from, uh, well, not that level, but you know what I mean? Like He he went to the big leagues at a WWE-like company and then came back down to... Or his roots, right? It's it's he, that character is really interesting because, like Matt, when you and I watched the episodes, we're like, oh, it's Michael Hayes. That's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, in speaking to, I I actually spoke with Chris Bauer for a piece that'll be coming later to Gamespot. Um, he he still he didn't know who Michael Hayes was, and he still hasn't. But he was like, I, like he's like, you're not the first person that said this to me, and like now I'm 
fascinated with the idea of going and looking up tape of Michael Hayes to see how close it actually is. Like, according to him, a, a lot of like the look of the character is heavily based on Jake the Snake Roberts late in his WWF run. Yeah. Um, and it's just like he 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 had a he had a couple of different touchstones for just sort of what the cadence and the character is that I find really interesting. And none of them are Michael Hayes. And I'm like, bro, you are such a fabulous free bird and you don't even know it. It's yeah. wild to me. Uh, his character gets expanded upon a lot later on. Um, there's also Mike O'Malley's character. That's yes, that's Guts host Mike O'Malley, who is an executive producer and plays a man who runs a uh another promotion in the area competing promotion in the area we get a little bit of him to, like there's just a lot of good mary mccormick's character geez oh my we god like, willie willie is yeah. the best i love she, willie she's like the the manager of dwf she kind of does uh, while Stephen amell's character kind of books the show and puts the storylines together mary mccormick's the glue that holds the promotion together, like doing all the dirty work backstage. It's it's interesting. What I what I find most interesting about Mary McCormick's character of Willie is that she she is not a spade. She's not a member of that no. family. She has technically like no legacy wise, no investment in the success of the DFL DWL. Mm-hmm. However, she is just she cares just as much, if not more as Jack about the success of that league, because it's been her life. And in talking to Mary for the show, like in her mind, like Willie always wanted to be a wrestler, but like the DWL doesn't do women's wrestling. So she didn't get the opportunity. So this is how she contribute. And now she's fully invested to the point where she's it's what's something that's really interesting is she's almost living two lives she like because especially when we like at a certain point you follow her home and you see that she has a very normal domestic life and then she has her wrestling life which is just yes backstage with a bunch of sweaty dudes fighting each other um but th- that's kind of what i liked about the show is that there is it yes it's it's mainly about jack and ace but it's much more an ensemble cast and there are a lot of interweaving storylines going on but nothing ever feels convoluted. Nothing ever feels too fast paced. Um, it is all it works so well within the framework of like the hour episodes. Mm-hmm. And again, it's a wrestling show, which I guess some people may be turned off by if you're not a wrestling fan. Although I, I think it does speak to non wrestling fans very, very well. They over explain some of the terminology in the first episode, which is very annoying to hardcore wrestling fans. <laughs> but K-fabe, bro, K-fabe. yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, it is a family story and it, it's a good family story, which is, you know, how many good drama family stories are out there at one time. And I would, you know, this is a show I'm actually looking forward to watching again when it starts premiering live. I'll also say this. I feel like it's important for us as the Wrestle Buddies, the 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 preeminent and foremost minds of professional wrestling fandom uh, to note that, like. The wrestling is good. Yeah. Um, yes, they do use stunt people for some things because, I mean, in the real non-pro wrestling TV world, there are things like unions and whatnot that, like, make sure that, like, we can always, like, and there's insurance and there's all these things where, like, we can't put our talent in too big a risk of danger, especially when, like, these are actors who haven't spent their entire lives training to do this thing. Mm-hmm. Like, however... 
they do they are doing some of it and also there's a lot of training that went into it like talking talking to the cast about the training and how like it started in los angeles where they all trained with chavo guerrero because of course, chavo all, guerrero trains all tv people yeah, all the tv wrestlers Bless train him. with chavo and then like stars built them a full-on wrestling ring and gym on site at the studio in uh georgia so like they and then they and like what I found really interesting is they brought in local they brought in indie wrestlers who were in the area there to help train them on set in Georgia, which I think is a really a really cool way to go about it. And like you're going to see these wrestlers do or you're going to see these actors do wrestling and mm-hmm. they did get hurt. Like Alex Ludwig has talked about in interviews that like he was genuinely surprised that like the ropes suck. Mm-hmm. They're not ropes. They're elevator cables wrapped in duct tape. And you, he learned that the hard way by bouncing off of them and getting bruised up ribs. I talked to Alan Maldonado and James Harrison who play Rooster and uh, Apocalypse. Apocalypse, right? Yeah. yeah. James Harrison from <laughs> James Harrison from Steelers football. Steelers man, James. Yeah. Harrison. Like I love James Harrison as a football player. So. And like they both injured themselves uh, doing like going out of the ring. Uh, According to James, there's a scene where Apocalypse gets knocked out of the ring and he like messed up his knee and had to get stem cell treatment for it. Which like he's a former NFL player and he got tore up on this show. And then Alan Maldonado said he did a dive out of the ring and like just some like timed it wrong or whatever and landed hard on his butt and like he was like it sucked and i'm like yeah because it's the floor down there when you land on the floor it's the floor but that's the thing i think i like about heels so much is it treats wrestling with respect and takes Mm -hmm. it seriously compared to um there have been other wrestling shows that i i've uh, enjoyed but maybe that's one aspect of the show i didn't like you know because Wrestling is seen as by outsiders as a joke. I think we could agree on that. A lot of outsiders see it as kind that of a is joke. A, yeah. That's actually a conversation we were having yesterday on Twitter yes. about how I kind that's which is going to turn into an episode. I think sure. we're having Michael Kingston back on for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, what I love about heels is it takes it seriously. It's not trying to like make fun at wrestling or whatever. Like it's showing you indie wrestling in the South. People live and die for this and. Like there's love and passion in it. And that's what I'm really enjoying. Well, and that is 100,000% thanks to creator Michael Waldron, who uh, non-wrestling fans will recognize as the writer of Loki on Disney Plus and the upcoming Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, He's writing, he wrote Loki and he wrote that movie. Uh, He's also the creator here. And like, he is a huge wrestling fan who is from the area like that's that's his he's essentially writing the show about his experience as a wrestling fan growing up going to these tiny shows in the south and like these are these were the people that were his superheroes growing up and like so we've had movies like the wrestler we've had we've had shows like glow and like they're great but like if you watch the wrestler you're not you're watching it because of the performance of Mickey Rourke. You're not expecting like, like it is a, it is a realistic portrayal of some wrestler, some independent wrestlers experiences, but like, it's not necessarily a full view 
of the sport of pro wrestling or the also art there's of nothing there's nothing feel good about the wrestler no i like i love aronofsky i i do enjoy the wrestler there's nothing feel good there's no hope at least with heels like there's feel good we can all relate to it because we all have family drama we can relate to it as wrestling fans because we understand the business to an extent and that's what i love well, and, also, and also it just it this show feels like it loves pro wrestling yes like uh glow i love glow but glow is about the glow isn't about a love of wrestling it's about a love of female empowerment and it's yes. freaking yeah. great love the first couple seasons i love i didn't i I didn't love the vegas season so much but um this is the so much of this show is just a love letter to professional wrestling and like man i'm really into that me too um so what was it august 15th chris august 15th on stars with a z you watch heels with an s uh (laughs) and you're gonna love it you're gonna dig it i well we hope you dig it uh but if you want to know a little bit more Thankfully, we have a little bit more. I Ooh. sat down with Stephen Amell, as previously said, and Alexander Ludwig to talk about the show. Uh, Stephen's love, lo- like document, well-documented love of wrestling and how badly he's itching to get back in the ring. Alexander training and how Matt, he wants a match. He wants someone to book the Spade brothers in a match. And I'm about it. I'm here for it. Yeah, let's go check that out. Uh, Steven, I'm going to start with you. Obviously, you are a fan. You have wrestled. You've wrestled in on the biggest stages one can wrestle on. Sure. Um, what was it about the what 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 first drew you into wanting to do this show? And like, how important was it for you to capture the industry the right way? Well, the you know second second thing first that that was that was critically important. Um, you know, if. Uh, I mean, I love, I love pro wrestling. I, I love it. And, uh, and, and, and I, I, I want to, I want to see it done right. You know, I think, I think like they did a, they did it, they did a good job with like a movie like the wrestler. I thought that that was, a, I thought that, that was a great movie, but we've never really shone a light on the, the independent scene in professional wrestling, which makes up like a giant portion of professional wrestling. Every guy that you see right now in the WWE and AEW, every single one of those guys at one point or another has wrestled in a Duffy Dome. Mm-hmm. Like they, they've all done it. And, and, and typically it's, it's, it's um, some of their fondest and most painful memories because it's the matches in front of 200 people, 150 people. It's those matches that, that like, that's when you're trying to make a name for yourself and you, you're going for it. You really are. Um, having Mick Foley and Phil Brooks on the show, just they they would tell stories about r- matches that they did in front of fifty people, where they're putting their their bodies on the line, um, and and then what you know what drew me to it is it's it's quite simple. It's it's Michael Waldron's writing, mm. uh, and it, you know he he he's just got this whole world, he's got this whole world f- figured out and fleshed out because it's so it, you know it's such a it's such a such a story that he ripped from his childhood, um, you know, growing up in Georgia and being a huge fan of professional wrestling. So um, <clears throat> the fact that it's about wrestling was a huge bonus um, and, and a natural fit for me. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it had to be good. And it is. Uh, and obviously uh, a lot of training went into this. I'm going to start with you, Alex. Both of you come from very, very physically intensive shows prior 
to heels. But I'm wondering for you, talk to me about the training to become a wrestler. What hurt the most? What surprised you the most? And do you think you could have a match? Do you think you could pull uh, it off? I was really hoping that when I saw the script in this title of heels, that it would be about a shoemaker. <laughs> Just a humble cobbler. A humble cobbler. But uh, no, uh, back in it, full swing. I, you know, this was without a doubt the most physically demanding show I've ever been a part of. Um, we we had to train harder than I've ever trained for anything. And um, that was because it was really important to Steven, myself, the whole cast and crew that we did right by the wrestling community. Um, so that started with um, months of training with Chavo Guerrero in Los Angeles. Uh, he comes from a very prolific wrestling family as well. And we tra uh, traveled to Atlanta, Georgia, and had this incredible gym built for us by the studio. When we weren't in the gym, we were in the wrestling ring, uh, being trained by pros that were currently wrestling in the South. And um, they were on our stunt team as well. Incredible, Luke Cox, Brady Pierce, uh, Scott. Um, it was just uh, an incredible group of people. Uh, but man, the athleticism that goes into wrestling, I mean, I, my respect has grown uh, tenfold uh, from what, what I first knew because these men and women use and abuse their bodies on a regular basis. Uh, time and time again, hundreds of days out of the year, just to put food on the table because they want more out of life and they want to be a part of this incredible performance. Um, so could I wrestle? Um, yeah, for five minutes. For five minutes, uh, up until cut, uh, we can we can make it look good enough. No way, man. No, <laughs> but, no way. No, you could do it. You, you could do it. What, what you're not factoring in is being out there in front of like 16,000 people and the just overwhelming oppressive fear of failure. Yeah, well, that's true. That is, that is true because I will say this, when CM Punk did a cameo mm -hmm. on our show um, and he gave me a pat on the back and said, man, that was badass. Never have I felt cooler and never have I felt ah. like I could put my life on the line more. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, we really did put in the work for this. Uh, and, you know, Steven's, you know, um, experience professionally mm -hmm. was hugely beneficial uh, to the show as well well then steven like i i was i was at SummerSlam the year you performed which was incredible like i i understand what you're saying about being in front of that crowd that is a huge crowd packed with people staring directly at you yeah uh how but did this give you the itch to get back in the ring sure yeah because you know with um with the train for you know, for, for SummerSlam uh, or for the Ring of Honor show or for All In, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, I was, I, I was, I was faking it. You know what I mean? Like, I was, <laughs> just, I was just like, you know, just, I, I was, I mean, it was so, it was so scripted and so controlled that it was, it was really all about like, just, just, just sort of fake it just a little mm -hmm. bit, you know, like see what you can get away with. Um, and I had such great opponents, opponents for that, but you know, this time I actually got into, got, got to put in the time, you mm -hmm. know, like um, <clears throat> in our, um, in, in the gymnasium that they, that they built for us on our sound stages, uh, we had, we had a ring. And so, you know, every day that I went to the gym, um, you know, my warm up would be, even if I wasn't doing work in the ring that day, you know, my warm up would be <clears throat> uh, running the ropes and just bumping uh, for, five minutes 10 minutes to get a little bit of the sweat going and just just doing that just working on the basics like like punching mm -hmm. and um and and uh and locking up um you know that 
that just that that just makes you better period mm-hmm. let me just say though if this show blows up and we get invited to do a match there's no way we could even say no absolutely have, not no we have to do it no. so like contractually, contractually, contractually obligated yeah <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm just saying, as a fan, the people want to see it. Like, well, we're in, man. I, I would love that. That'd be an incredible experience. Yeah. Just getting your ass kicked in front of. <laughs> <laughs> That's really what it's all about the other yeah. day. Talking to other cast earlier, it's all about the best guy is the one who looks the best getting his ass beat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, kind of shifting uh, to, to wrap up, shifting a bit away from the wrestling and more focusing on the brotherly dynamic. You guys play these brothers who are seemingly forever at odds about essentially who is the rightful king of the family. Uh, how how easy was it or difficult was it, I guess, to find that dynamic and chemistry between the two of you once you got together on set? We're very fortunate. We're very fortunate that, um, you know, believe it or not, we like each other. Now, there's still plenty of time for egos to get in the way. I mean, I know, I know that, I know that all a lot of the, a lot of the niceties and pleasures that I brought to season one, throwing mm-hmm. those away if we're a success. Okay. <laughs> no, we like each other. It's as, it's it's as, it's as simple as that. And it's that nice, it's that nice big brother, older younger brother dynamic because you know inevitably the younger brother's always like a little bit taller, a little bit more athletic. And and uh, and the older brother's more handsome. So there you go. <laughs> yes, yes, but the little brother's got that flowing blonde hair. It's just yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. We um the the one thing I would say is that it was already on the page. That was mm-hmm. the amazing thing about the show is that like literally so little had to be done. We're like we just need to take this script mm-hmm. and put it on the TV, and that's a way bigger ask than than you think. Like I. Like never have I been a part of a show where I'm like, holy shit, we actually made the show we set out to make. And I mean, everything from like the script to like, even just, and this is like a little ridiculous, but even the poster, man, I'm like, holy crap. It's not even just us who knew the show we were making. It's, it's the publicity team. It's the crew. It's the directors. Everybody was on the same page about what this was. And that was, that was amazing. Fantastic. Well, you guys did a great job. I can't wait to see more. And uh, congrats. Thanks, man. Much man. Good talking to you again. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thank you, Alexander Ludwig and Stephen Amell for for talking talking to Chris, not me, uh, <laughs> about the show uh, again. Yeah, you're not invited to our cool guy hangout. Sorry, Matt. Uh, it's all right. It's okay. I'm just I'm just glad that we got to see heels early. Mm-hmm. Um, because I super like I I super love the show legitimately, you know, like I do too. And um I don't have stars. So stars keep sending me screeners. Oh yeah. Also that I don't have stars. This is the first star show where I've been at like I used to, I was really into the first few seasons of Outlander. 
Uh, I, I had stars for that because yeah. my wife loved it. Did I ever tell you about the time I went to set for that show? You did. That was a real story. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to touch um, that one here with a 15 foot pole. Uh, we're going to kind of wrap it up here, guys. And I want you all, guys and girls, uh, everyone, friends, friends. We're going to wrap that up here, friends. Uh, next week, two episodes. Two episodes. You are first. We're talking to Nikki, A-S-H, Raw Women's Champion. Yeah, baby. And it might be one of my more favorite interviews because she's just so like, I don't know, man. She gives me a lot of hope for like the future of WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, as always, we are going to have predictions for SummerSlam featuring Chris Hayner, mm-hmm. myself, Matt Elfrey. Absolutely. And as always, oh, God. prediction bot 3000. No. I hope the SmackDown hacker hacks the prediction bot one day. Oh, man, you are setting up a storyline that's going to have uh-huh. me doing a lot of editing, uh-huh. Chris. <laughs> You're welcome. This is what you get for abandoning me. He I says as he you? also plans to take time off next week to go to a wedding. Yeah, I was going to. Yeah, you, we both are taking time off next week. That's why we're recording this so yeah, early. But you're doing it first because you're abandoning me. OK, uh, anyway, that'll be it for this week. Chris, any final wor- final words? Oh, yeah, baby. Rooster Robbins for DWL champion. See you next week. Thanks for listening to Russell Buddies. We hope you had at least almost as much fun as we did. Go ahead and rate and review us on the Apple Podcast app. You can email us questions at WrestleBuddies at GameSpot.com or find us over on Twitter at WrestleBuddies. I am at Chris Hayner. He is at I'm Matt Elfring. See you next week. <laughs>